0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the People Analytics Podcast. As usual, I'm the CEO and founder of Staff Geek. Today on the show with me I have my friend Aaron Lincoln's, who is the Director of Human Resources at Canopy Studios. Hello, Aaron. How are you? And thanks for being on the show.
1: Hi, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: I'm doing well. How are you holding up in quarantine so far?
1: See, it's pretty much situation normal for me, so <laughs> it's not so bad. It's not so bad.
0: And that's what we wanted to talk about today. Um, But before we get into that, if you could give a little bit of background information on yourself, uh, perhaps what Canopy Studios is and what you do there as the Director of Human Resources, please.
1: Sure, so I have been working alongside in service of, in conjunction with creative studios, creatively minded studios for my career, my entire career, which started in the late 90s through today, Um, specifically in staffing and human resources, probably for about the last 18 years or so. Um, Let's see, gosh. And that's gone through sort of various iterations where I've been both an in-house HR person and I've also run my own um, consultancy as an HR person. But currently I'm a full-time employee working as the director of HR for Canopy Studios. And I have their little sweatshirt on today so you can tell the spelling it's K-A-N. Um, But what we do is we're a website development, design, and continuous improvement shop. So what that means is we take the experience from the very first inkling that it's an idea for our clients and build it out and keep it running for them for the long term. Or we walk into situations where they have a site already designed and developed and we Um, Do continuous website improvement so that can be new features that can be reskinning that can be migrating to a new development Platform primarily in Drupal and WordPress
0: Very cool, and I don't know if we talked about this before but my background is in tech So I'm more aware of that than probably most and you did a very good job describing it.
1: Yeah. Thank you
0: Absolutely. Thank you for uh, sharing that information with us Um, having said that you have a particular area of expertise now, which is probably relevant now more than ever, which we want to talk about as part of the topic for today's show. And that's as an HR professional, becoming comfortable with and making sure that you are managing your workforce as well as possible, given the nature that it may be completely remote or 100% remote. Now, you've been doing this for quite some time. You have a lot of experience in it. So we have plenty of questions for you about that. Having said that, it'd be great to hear from you a little bit And what your experience is like having done that in the past, and you know how long you've been doing it. Uh, I believe your team right now is one hundred percent remote. Is that also correct?
1: That's right. Um, Canopy is a completely virtual company, so we have absolutely no brick and mortar studio whatsoever. We all work out of our homes, including our CEO, who spends her time between San Francisco and Victoria, British Columbia. She's um, Canadian by birth, and our company is spread out. Um, among North America. So in Canada and also in the United States. So yes, Canopy is completely virtual. I've been working with them for the last four years. And then when I was operating my consultancy, I ran the HR departments for a couple of other virtual companies as well. And some of them are partially virtual, some of them completely virtual. So it's a big mix.
0: That background is super helpful. And I imagine that this is as timely as ever, the advice that we were looking forward to having you share with us to, on today's show, given the nature of, right, the COVID-19 outbreak and the fact that it has kind of turned everyone's world upside down. A lot of people are quarantined in their homes, a lot of businesses are unable to kind of go into the office, and as such, a lot of workforces are expected to change and kind of rather abruptly. So we'd love to hear from you, right, for those that are dealing with these uh, rapid changes, right? What is the, what advice do you have for them from a high level perspective? And then we can get into some of the details as far as how to best manage uh, that, given the nature of how quickly those changes have happened.
1: Sure. So, I mean, it's interesting because my sister is actually the director of human resources for the World Health Organization, the whole thing. And um, she said that developing a working from home, policy for them was actually very difficult, which I found kind of funny because I was like, wow, that's, that is really a huge challenge. And you think, you know, a place that's so dedicated to health worldwide and solving problems like COVID-19 worldwide would be dialed in for that. But, you know, it goes to show you that I don't think any company that doesn't have a remote working plan in place is ever going to be prepared for the idea that someday their entire workforce may have to go completely virtual. And um, Canopy by Design has always been completely virtual since 2010, when they were founded officially. um, The sort of vision of Ann Stefanik, who's our CEO, was that folks would be able to have a flexible lifestyle. So it would allow us to be able to take care of our home priorities, go wherever we want to work. When I interviewed with them, they said, if you want to work from Bali, Work from Bali. If you want to work from Washington, DC, work from Washington, DC. And having that flexibility is great. But to your question, I think you know a lot of companies right now are facing the idea that basically, they have to transition into complete unknown water. And I do understand some of the fears that are brought up to me by folks all the time, which is like, how do you know that people are actually getting things done? How do you know that people aren't just going to sit around and watch Netflix all day? How do you know that, you know, folks are going to be able to stay focused when they have their entire family quarantined with them in the house? And the fact of the matter is that we really don't know that, you know. Um, I think the foundation of any company, regardless, going into any kind of staffing situation has to be trust. So having trust in your folks to be able to do the work that they need to do every day and get it done no matter where they are. Now, obviously, there are tools to set them up for success doing that. And that's one of the things that I can certainly talk to you about. But I think just having that sort of um, institutional foundation is really, really important. And then, of course, especially in a crisis like what's going on right now, allowing people some space when they need it to be able to take a break from time to time and actually have a little bit of self-care and you know, mindfulness around their own mental well-being frankly because i mean i think that this is just so unprecedented on every level that, that being at home not necessarily by choice it can be very jarring for some folks and it can be really really difficult for them to feel like they can have focus for an eight-hour day
0: i'm really glad you mentioned the mental health aspect of managing such a dramatic change in a short period of time especially for those that it's very different from what was their normal routine, because I'm, I'm hearing that more and more as right big part of the challenge, given the COVID-19 crisis, is the fact that so much is unknown and so much information keeps changing. So it's hard to put yourself in the mindset of expecting when things will return back to some form of what your routine was previously as deadlines continually get extended. Um, so that's a really important thing, I think. So I definitely wanted to make sure I called that, I called specific attention to that that you mentioned. Um, other, you mentioned a ton of things of, of which I have plenty of follow-up questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the first one is uh, that I'm most interested first to learn from you is you talked about certain things you need to have in your like strategic plan for your organization to be able to implement this like work from home policy or this remote work policy. I'd love you to talk a little bit more about what would be in a plan like that? Like what are the key high level things that you need to ensure that you have covered as part of a plan like that?
1: Sure, so I think first of all, ways for folks to collaborate is incredibly important. You know, um, I think it's easier now more than ever, especially with the Google suite, with things like Zoom, with things like Slack. Um, For those who don't know and people don't, Slack is an, communication tool that folks can use to either directly message each other or message folks in a group. And it's not just um, dedicated to a company. There are many professional spaces that have Slack channels, if you will. Um, but they keep conversation flowing. I know at Canopy, we have a number of Slack channels for our projects, for our people, um for special interests. So we have like a recipes channel, we have a music channel, we have just a random chat channel. And actually we uh, have a COVID community channel so that you know if some folks are triggered or upset by talking about or hearing about COVID, that it's a dedicated space where folks can chat and talk about it and other folks can opt out. So you don't have to be in every channel. You can opt out of certain things if you don't wanna be a part of that conversation. So I think the collaborative Tools are really important, so maybe, and it again this varies you know business to business. I'm speaking more from my realm of experience, which is creative agencies, marketing agencies, advertising agencies, um, groups that have specific projects. We have project management tools, we have uh, time tracking tools, we certainly have communication tools. We use Zoom as a daily part of our business, we're video first, so. you know, being able to use these tools for things outside of what they're typically intended for, right? So this might be a business meeting tool, Zoom, but we use it to co-work sometimes. So if you're feeling lonely, you can just shoot a note in a Slack channel and say, hey, I'm feeling kind of lonely. I'm just going to open up a Zoom call. Anybody wants to jump on and co-work, great. And you can have that kind of water cooler conversation. So I think, you know, primary to the tools that a company needs when they're thinking about a strategy for going virtual, those collaborative tools, particularly so people can connect are really, really important. So I'll just kind of start there. Do you want me to keep going with other stuff or do you feel like that's a good place to pause?
0: Uh, That's amazing. I have countless questions to follow up on that. I'm gonna let you keep going, but the one thing I am gonna mention is I'm glad, I'm really happy to hear you say that there are things that you are doing, like with all your expertise in managing these workforces remotely, the one thing that you mentioned, which I think doesn't get talked about enough is right now, I feel like people are scrambling, trying to figure out how do I keep people productive? But you've already mentioned kind of the mental health aspect of what's important in ensuring that working from home, you know, is, is still something that's straightforward enough for people to be able to manage. But you also mentioned there's that element that you lose if you're outside of kind of what is part of people's normal routine in working at an office, and that's like collaborating with people and talking about things other than work. So you mentioned, right, Slack as a collaboration tool, which I use fairly regularly, our team uses all the time, but that I love the fact that you guys have Slack channels on there that are about things that aren't just work, right? There's like special interest things in there like cooking or recipes, which is really cool because that, I think that's important for help, you know, continuing uh, to foster healthy culture, and make sure that people are getting things out of working with everyone that isn't just productivity or work-related. So that I just wanted to share that, but I'll, I'll absolutely defer the rest of the time back to you because I'm curious to hear uh, what else you have to share.
1: Sure, I mean, the other thing I'll say is to just planning some time for bonding activities. I mean, we have a Canopy, a monthly all-hands meeting that isn't just, um, business the business of the business right but we do things like we play charades we um have a friday we call it our friday friendly dev scrum where it's like a friendly half an hour we break up into a couple of different groups and we share a work win a personal win what we're doing on the weekend and then we have a question of the day so it could be what's your favorite color it could be what's the last movie that scared you to death um could be anything and it's just kind of you know those little things, and again, I can't stress enough that I feel like when you give people space to connect in a fun way, in um, you know, in a way that brings their humanity out into the workplace, you get better work in general. You know, the other thing that we do is we try to set expectations around how work works. So, on the best of days, when we're not dealing with a global health, health pandemic, um, you know, we are flexible in terms of Hey, you know, you need to take an hour in the afternoon to go work out at the gym or deal with your kids. You know, a lot of folks at Canopy have um, young children, special interests. Um, you know, we've got a person who is, uh, I believe she's a professional figure skater. I can't remember if she's semi professional or professional, but she takes time to train. We have folks who are, um, you know, who teach classes, who are in bands, who are artists. So allowing folks the flexibility during the day, but keeping it clear that, you know, we have a channel called In, Out, and Around on Slack. And if you need to be out, just saying like, hey, I'm going out to the gym. And everybody understands that's just a part of life. You know, you give and take. Additionally, if you have people in different geographic locations, for example, if you've got folks on the West Coast and folks on the East Coast, making it equally painful. Sometimes folks have to go on really early. Sometimes folks have to stay on late things like that. So it's really just kind of having that balance and also managing, um, the needs of a person during the day versus, uh, you know, saying like, okay, you have to have these eight very strict hours and that's it. You know what I mean? Um, now, since we're in this crisis, the way that I can extend this to companies that are now implementing a work from home policy, there are going to be times where kids are going to have, needs during the day Um, they're going to need to be schooled they're going to need to be played with they're going to need a break you know they're just going to need a break and i think as leaders the best thing we can do is just go in with a very open and flexible mindset even if every part of us resists that saying like oh i have to be strict i have to keep people on a strict schedule the ability to be flexible when everything is so chaotic right now, I think is so crucially important. So, um, you know, I think I keep kind of coming back to the human element and really for me, like that's what I like the most about what I do. And it's being able to advise folks in a leadership um, team to really look at their people and say, okay, how can we support them and also get our work done in a way that makes the most sense for all of us.
0: Sounds like a pretty effective balance to me.
1: (laughs) It can be. I think it scares some people to be honest and that's okay. I mean, listen, you know, it's a new, it's a new way to think about business, but I will tell you that, you know, the folks that at least that I've worked with who've been in virtual environments have really appreciated the ability to be able to like go take a walk in the middle of the day or get their things done. And they're trusted to get their work done you know, and they always do. I've never had an issue with it, I can be honest with you, like in, I've managed several companies who've been completely virtual and I can't think of one instance where the folks weren't um, invested in getting the work done. I think they just needed the trust.
0: Absolutely, for sure, very well put. Um, So, another question I have for you is, you'd mentioned a number of different tools throughout this conversation. I imagine that's something else that's going on, going through people's minds now is figuring out how can I best equip my team with what they need that can help them given the fact that, right, everything's been turned upside down for them. What what can I prioritize making sure that they have access to so that they can continue to be, you know, as close to as productive as they were previously, if not even more productive? You mentioned a few of those. I'd be curious to hear from you if there are like, certain categories of tools and then other specific tools that you would mention or recommend for those that are going through this transition as well?
1: Sure, so I mean, I think first and foremost, just the collaborative tools are really important. Now, um, most again, most companies that are operating on a project basis typically will have a project management software. At Canopy, we use Teamwork. some folks use Basecamp, um, things of that nature. So something so that everybody can kind of see what everybody else is working on and you're not dealing with um, version control in terms of if you have documents that you're sharing, which isn't really a thing anymore with Google Docs. I mean, we're able to collaborate on documents together and things of that nature. But you know, for those companies who are doing work and they're not used to collaborating, I think the Google Suite is really, really helpful because obviously you can do um, shared folders, shared documents that you can uh, set permissions for set levels of access, to Those are really helpful. Um, Teamwork, which is our project management software, same kind of deal where from a bigger picture perspective, you can set timelines. You can manage who's on a project. You can manage which documents are associated. You can even give clients access, which is really, really nice. Um, In terms of Slack, same thing. We have client folders, and we allow our clients single-channel use on Slack. For their projects folders, so that we can collaborate with them in that way. And of course, you know, again, like I said, Zoom, or if you prefer Google Hangouts, um, there are pluses and minuses to everything. I've just found Zoom to be the most reliable tool for video conferencing that I've found. And you're able to really bring a lot of people in if you've got a corporate account. But there are also things like freeconferencecall.com which um, that's a tool that I've used when I've needed to do a telephone first conference call service. Um, I think if you don't have a professional account, you have a limitation on the number of people and the number of minutes. So but worth exploring, you know, if you do a lot of phone calls, and you need to conference folks in, then that can be a good tool. But really, it's kind of looking at, okay, what is our core business? What is it that we have to achieve and who needs to be involved? So if you need to have a large number of people in the loop, sort of the bigger picture that tool can be the better. Um, I believe that, you know, just primarily in the tools that I've used in agencies, it's been sort of what is our conferencing tool? What is our project management tool? What is our time tracking tool? And what's our sort of file management tool? Now Canopy also has an intranet which we've built which has all of our company policies, any notifications, any um, handbooks, any like fun kind of, you know, we do all the recordings for all of our all hands meetings, we post them to the internet. So if you want just sort of a, a place to go that's a little bit more fun, then you can do maybe an intranet. But I mean, obviously we're talking about a lot of a lot of things, but I'm just saying like, depending on what your business needs, those are some options.
0: Fantastic. Very comprehensive, uh, bunch of excellent categories for you know boxes to be checked, and I'm also gathering the fact that I think you've done this once or twice. Once or twice,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to build so, all these systems myself. Right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm totally. Point. This is old hat for me.
0: Awesome. I'm glad we're talking to the right person, and I can't thank you enough for sharing uh, all this awesome advice for both myself and our listeners. I have two other questions for you before we let you go. Uh, and the first one is, what resources would you share with myself and the audience? Um, could be related to this subject matter or just HR in general.
1: Sure. So, I mean, I think if you have an in-house HR person, getting them a SHRM membership and that's SHRM Society for Human Resources Management dot org. If getting them a membership to SHRM is really crucial because. SHRM has very up-to-date information and is really, really good for your human resources team. It's kind of like, you know, Captain Obvious (laughs) for people who are in HR, but I will say, you know, if you're um, a business leader and you're not familiar with it, it's a good thing to get for sure. Now, in terms of resources for just leadership in general, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown and her Dare to Lead book, which I will highly recommend. it talks about the different kinds of leadership that are typically found in the workplace and how to manage with compassion, kindness. Um, you know, one of the things that I think has been incredibly important in all of this has been the ability for the leadership team to where I'm working anyway, to hold space for folks to not be okay. And that's not just. Boots on the ground folks doing the work every day. That's also our C level folks. That's also our director level folks. We need to make sure that our people are um, aware that they're in a safe space, you know, that this is scary and work does not have to be part of that fear at all. You know, I think you know the best advice I can give anyone is to be as transparent as humanly possible through this process because folks really need it right now. We need to have some kind of ground that we can hold on to.
0: Thank you very much for sharing those resources. I love book recommendations, and I add all of them to my list to read, and maybe I'll have plenty of time to start doing that here soon. So thank you for sharing both of those.
1: Sure, yep.
0: Excellent. Uh, Last question I have for you is, who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch?
1: Sure, so um, gosh, Anyone can reach out to me anytime. Um, I am insanely busy most of the time, but I do have time to schedule you know, a half hour to chat. I'm happy to talk to any HR folks that need support, help, resources of any kind. I'm certainly happy to talk to any leadership teams who just need a sympathetic ear to help steer them in the right direction. That's no problem whatsoever. And of course, if anyone finds themselves out of work and they feel like they want to align themselves with a company that's already fully virtual and is looking at all times for you know great talent, they can reach out to me at Aaron E R-I-N at Canopy Studios, and that's K-A-N-O-P-I Studios, with an S at the end.com.
0: Thank you very much, Erin. I'll include all of that contact information and the resources in the show notes as well, too. And thank you for being here and sharing your incredible insights with both myself and our audience.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the People Analytics Podcast, powered by StaffGeek. If you or anyone you know is a leader in human resources or talent acquisition, and would be interested in being a guest on our show, please reach out to me at sean at staffgeek.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at staffgeek, S-T-A-F-F-G-E-E-K.com. We would love to share your valuable knowledge with our audience. At this point, we'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, Staff Geek. StaffGeek helps companies hire smarter by increasing retention and combating turnover, all while reducing time to hire. They do this by creating a customized behavioral assessment around your company's unique culture. Armed with your FitTech assessment, you're able to evaluate which candidates are the right fit for your company's culture. Start hiring smarter today with StaffGeek. If you'd like to learn more, reach out to StaffGeek at hello at staffgeek.com or visit them on the web at staffgeek.com.